The views and opinions expressed in this show and the comments on this channel are those of the speakers or authors, and do not reflect or represent the views and opinions of MediaWorks Studios, a division of We Podcast Incorporated. Hi everyone, this is Tech in the City, a podcast about tech, business, and everything in between. I'm your host, Yvonne Pilon. You may know me as a girl who loves to talk robots, whether it's humanoids like Sophia, autonomous delivery robots like Scout, or supercomputers like Watson. But today we're talking about 120 pound robots from the Windsor Essex First Robotics community. For all the local latest tech news, make sure to follow the Tech in the City hashtag or on all major social media platforms, or sign up for WeTech Alliance's monthly Tech It Out newsletter. For today's episode, I have a co-pilot. Joining me as co-host is Adriano Filoni. He is a grade 11 student at St. Joseph's Catholic High School, and he's also the Tech Connect High School Ambassador at WeTech Alliance. Adriano, this is your podcast debut. How are you? Thank you so much for the warm welcome, Yvonne. I am great today, and it is fantastic to be here, and I am so happy that we're going to be able to talk about FIRST today and give everyone some insights on this amazing organization. And if I'm uh, not mistaken, Adriana, you've been part of the FIRST Robotics community since grade six. Yes, that is correct, Yvonne. So it's been a wild ride, and I don't see myself leaving anytime soon. No, I think once you join FIRST, you it's a family, and it's a forever family. Absolutely. So... Uh, we're here to talk about FIRST Robotics, and today we are pleased to be joined by members and friends of the Windsor-Essex FIRST Robotics community and truly part of the FIRST global community, uh, Sherry Lynn Kuchowski and Jaylene Kuchowski, and they really are part of the FIRST family. I've, in fact, I believe there is an article in the media that talks about um, uh, Jaylene and, and uh, Sherry Lynn and all the great things your family has done. Uh, welcome to the Tech in the City podcast. Thank you. We're excited to be here. Yeah. Thanks for inviting us. Um, always a great time to talk about FIRST. So Adriano's going to kick us off with our with our first question. Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you both for being here today. It's an absolute pleasure. And before we dive deep into our questions today, why don't you guys both um, kind of give your involvement with FIRST, um, how you're linked to them, and briefly introduce yourself. Yeah. So I'll go first. I'm Jaylene. Um, I am currently a uh, recently graduate of the University of uh, Waterloo from the Science and Business Program, specializing in uh, earth sciences. And I also received a diploma in sustainability um, in the summer because COVID happened and I didn't know what to do with myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm now working at Atlantic Industries Limited, which is a a civil engineering firm in Air, Ontario, just outside Cambridge. Um, and I work remotely. I did a co-op there, and they were gracious enough to have me back working in sustainability and R&D coordination. So that's me now. Um, I'm also a mentor of the Saberbytes uh, 772 First Robotics team from Sandwich Secondary School, which I was um, and also an alum of. I was on the team for four years. I'm also a former lead mentor of robotics team, or First Robotics Team 5092 from Richmond Hill, and I've been a volunteer since 2013, so been a very long uh, first member. And as a family, uh, we've actually been involved since 2006. We went to our first, uh, the Canadian Regional, at the Hershey Center in Mississauga, Ontario. Um, and then from there, we were hooked, and we couldn't stop going to events. So I'll have uh, 
my mom now introduce her involvement in first. Awesome. Hi, I'm uh, I'm Sherry Lynn Kachelsi, and um, I've been involved. Um, well, you said what, 2006, which is when my first, my oldest son got involved in first robotics. And at that time, we had no idea what first robotics was. Um, but once we got involved, like Jaylene said, we kind of kept getting more and more and more involved. Um, I've been part of the Winter Essex First Committee, um, was one of the founding members, along with a, a group of others from 772, as well as some other community connections. Um, and um, we've been, uh, we were able to um, host events and um, I'm, I've been doing that for many years now and I just love it. Um, I'm also um, involved in the community in other ways with scouting and girl guides. Um, and I love working with kids and that's what's kind of kept me um, in first. And um, I, I hope it just keeps growing from here. That's and awesome. Briefly, as a family, um, I have three older brothers. We've all been involved with first and we're still involved with first as well as uh, my dad, Larry Kishelsky. So we're um, all over Canada now and still sticking with first. Um, we love it. So it brings us together in a unique way as well. That's fantastic. And I just want to say thank you because it is mentors like you that make all of this possible and students able to have these opportunities and get involved in these robotics competitions. So thank you for that. Um, so our first question today is, oh, I believe Yvonne will take this one. Yeah, no, I'll, uh, you know, Jaylene, you mentioned about, you know, the first tournament, the Canadian championship, and I'll never forget my first introduction to first. And it happened to be in St. Louis at world championship. <laughs> and, you know, uh, as you know, uh, Eric, a uh, former, uh, former staff member of WeTech, now a member of parliament was like, you need to, uh, you need to experience first robotics. So I was like, sure, no problem. Mm -hmm. And. You know, I'll never forget seeing, again, Will I Am was there, by the way, which was the coolest thing yeah. ever. And you're seeing uh, these students and adults in a in literally an NFL stadium dressed up with, it was just the most amazing experience. I get goosebumps every time I talk about it. But what, it, again, it's, it's I hate to say you drink the Kool-Aid, but you drink the Kool-Aid and, and you just, again... I miss it so much. Um, two years of not having regionals here. But before we kind of skip ahead, I'd love perhaps uh, either Sherry Lynn or Jaylene, for those that are listening that don't know what FIRST is, what is FIRST and really what's its connection to Windsor? Yeah, I'll go ahead with this one. So um, FIRST actually is an acronym for For Inspiration and Recognition of Science and Technology. And I'm just briefly going to read the mission of FIRST. Um, just as a background. So the mission of FIRST is to inspire young people to be science and technology leaders and innovators by engaging them in exciting mentor-based programs that build science, engineering, and technology skills that inspire innovation and that foster well-rounded life capabilities, including self-confidence, communication, and leadership. And I really think that mission statement kind of covers all of it. It's it's not just about the science and engineering and those STEM fields. It's really about being creative and innovating in a different way. And there's more to first than just the robot. And um, I, I think we'll get into that a little bit later, but you're also developing these soft skills, those communication skills. When I first started in first, I could not speak like this. I was a shy little kid, was scared to talk to anybody. I don't believe and... that, Jaylene. I, I know you, you are a phenomenal speaker. <laughs> I used to be very, very shy, but um, as I mentioned, I was on on a team and I absolutely loved it. So first in Windsor, uh, it's it's grown a lot. The uh, first team was 772 from Sandwich Secondary. 
But what a lot of people don't know is we weren't the only team at that time in 2001. There were other teams in the area, but unfortunately they didn't, um, they weren't sustainable after a couple of years and unfortunately folded. Some of them have now come back as new teams at the same school, so we're very excited about that. But part of it was um, myself and a whole bunch of other students at that time. We were on the team in about uh, 2012, 2013, and we were young kids when Windsor really got hit hard with by that 2007, 2008 recession. And for myself and a lot of my team members, we saw a lot of our friends have to leave the area. And it, we never saw them again. And, and we were just kids at that time. We didn't understand what was going on other than they had to go find new jobs or their parents had to move. So to be able to see Windsor at such a low point at a, such a young age was really difficult, especially when you see like other areas like GTA tend to be promoted in such a positive way um, and growing and growing. And we didn't see that in Windsor. And we wanted to see not only sandwich students be able to thrive from this amazing program that we got offered, but our friends down the street that went to Villanova and other schools in Windsor and all of Essex County weren't able to go, to, weren't able to participate in. And that was very frustrating because why should I be able to have this opportunity and all these other students that are capable of the same things as me and maybe even more or different capabilities not have this opportunity. So in 2013, um, a whole bunch of 772 students got together. We toured high schools in the area um, and talked about this amazing program, trying to recruit new members. And from that, we were able to start four new FRC teams and a bunch of uh, the first LEGO League teams. And that was very exciting because in 20, later in 2013, we were able to, again, grow more. And we got about um, 20 FRC teams in the area. And with community um, connections like WeTech, Centerline, the University of Windsor, St. Clair College, and our newly formed Windsor-Essex First Committee, we were able to get the inaugural Windsor-Essex Great Lakes Regional at the University of Windsor, where teams from all over Ontario, all over Canada, and the U.S., and we even had a team from Poland one year. I remember that. That was yeah. so awesome. <laughs> It was so cool. So um, we've been able to grow that event. Now, uh, first in Windsor is, or first in, in terms of Ontario, Windsor's the most, uh, Windsor-Essex is the most densely populated per capita for uh, first teams, which is absolutely amazing. It's so cool to say that we are the best in terms of first per capita in all of Ontario, and that is also all of Canada which is so cool to be able to say. Amazing. Um, and we're also a first designated community. I remember the mayor, Drew Dilkins, yeah. joined us at a regional and, and pronounced um, uh, Windsor as a first uh, first community. Yeah. Yes, that was, uh, it, no, it was very uh, cool. So it really grew from uh, 772, but also those connections. And once we got other teams to start participating with events, really just grew into what you just mentioned, the first community. I think a lot of what you said really exemplifies the fact that FIRST has become such a staple, especially in Windsor-Essex. So kind of transitioning there, what type of programming does our city, Windsor-Essex, FIRST offer and for what ages? Um, so FIRST in, in uh, Windsor-Essex County, um, we actually even branch into Chatham-Kent with some of our teams. Um, we have the FIRST Robotics Competition program, which is um, grades nine to 12. Um, and that in, is usually in high schools, but we do have uh, several community teams that are running as well um, through different mentors that have been able to, to uh, make that happen. 
Um, in that program, they built the 125 robot, pound robots that Yvonne had mentioned a little while ago. Yep. Um, and uh, they they do all kinds of outreach and, and connection, make different connections throughout the community, fundraising, business plans. Um, there's lots of um, different opportunities that those kids get to do. Um, the newest program brought to Ontario is um, called FTC, which is the First Tech Challenge Program. And that's just getting started in Ontario. Um, we have a couple of teams locally here. Um, um, we're hoping to have a lot more. We have a few new teams coming on board um, with that program. And that program can actually be an overlap. It can be from uh, grade seven all the way up to grade 12. So if there's a lot of um, middle schools and stuff, I think that may take that program on being able to get more kids involved. And because it's not as much of a cost, it's gonna be a bigger opportunity for, those, um, for, for several more teams to be involved. Um, we also have the first Lego League program, which um, has now been broken down to three different levels. We have Discover, which is four to six-year-olds, um, and that's um, a newer program uh, just launched a couple years ago with FIRST, and giving the younger kids an opportunity to do some engineering. Uh, they have engineering notebooks and all of those materials for the students to, because building with Lego is part of becoming an engineer um, in a very young age. So giving these opportunities younger and younger is going to get those kids steered into those skilled trades and engineering um, programs and all kinds of sciences and maths and stuff. We also have what we call um, First Lego League Explore, which is our six to 10 year olds, um, a little bit more of an advanced program, uh, dealing with a little bit of a robot, doing a model um, and a big project. Um, they also work on a project um, that goes along with the theme for each year. Um, and then we have First Lego League Challenge, which is um, the program we usually run out of the, we have the big event at the college every year. We probably have about 50 teams locally. Um, and that goes up and down this year, obviously not as many with COVID, but hopefully that'll restart next year. And that program, they're actually programming a robot, doing a pro innovative challenge project and uh, reaching out to the community to get feedback on their projects. Um, and being judged for awards. Um, this year, we were able to run an FLL event remotely, and um, we had teams basically from all over Ontario joining us, um, which was really exciting to be able to do that. Definitely a different avenue than being able to be excited in the, in the um, event. Um, it's not as much fun being around, like, you know, being able to be with the kids in the, in the room at the same time. But uh, the kids did exceptional. The projects were amazing. Um, we have two local teams moving on to the provincial championships uh, the beginning of May. So that's pretty exciting. So yeah, so we have like, we, there's actually five programs now. Uh, no, six programs, right? Yeah, five programs <laughs> for the students to get it's involved always growing. in. It's always growing. That's right. Yeah, and something uh, you said that really stood out to me was the age thing and how FIRST really recognizes, I feel, the importance of youth involvement in STEM and preparing them to be engineers, not just building the Legos. So I could imagine for a lot of kids, including myself, when this pandemic came around and FIRST kind of obviously had to cut back on some of their in-person, you know, distance face-to-face -face with educators and students, could you tell us a little bit more about what FIRST is doing now amidst the pandemic to still get that student engagement while limiting physical exposure? So um, FIRST Canada has been an um, ongoing uh, group of people working on all different projects throughout the whole province. Mm -hmm. um, we've been able to run the uh, FIRST Lego League Challenge remote events. Um, like I said, we ran one here in Windsor. Um, we had a small, we had a committee running that and keeping the kids involved, um, helping out teams get signed up this year and support them through the uh, program. 
Um, we had um, FTC has ran, uh, which is First Tech Challenge. We've ran several through the province of Ontario. Um, we've had a couple of teams running locally here, um, some new ones coming on board. Um, they've ran, um, last weekend we had the STEMathon, which First Canada ran, um, and students from all over Ontario, and actually across the country, I should say, because it was teams from Calgary and BC as well, um, students could sign up as a team or just individually and participate in this challenge for 24 hours. That was really exciting to see all of these kids. We had mentors, um, alumni get very involved with these students and help them through the process. Mm -hmm. Jaylene was actually a judge advisor for the event, um, working with all of the judges. And these students got to um, promote or like create a product and the mission was called Luminous Accessibility. Yeah, so um, the kids could design anything. We have one local team, actually it's uh, four students from 772 that happened to sign up. They actually won the pitch award and are now, um, they actually presented it on um, First Canada Live uh, two weeks ago. And um, they got some awards and stuff for that. So that was pretty cool to see these kids, uh, you know, advance and, and win these awards. And That's just awesome. to add to that, we had some other um, alumni from the area as mentors mm -hmm. and their teams also did exceptionally well at the event. Yeah. So it's cool to see a lot of uh, Windsor exposure at such a, a large event. So see, keeping the... Um, Keeping the alumni involved after they graduate from FIRST is, is huge and um, working, we all work very hard to make sure that those students have a connection and have a way to keep involved in the program as they, they move on to be the adults, the mentors, the volunteers. Um, volunteering is a huge part of the process and I'm always looking for um, especially alumni because they have such good experience to be able to work with and they know what's going on at the programs. I know in Adriano when you're done high school you'll be a mentor, correct? Absolutely. You'll be joining it. Yes. So I already talked to him about that. Yeah, <laughs> no. No, I've been looking forward to it for sure. Um, yeah, FIRST has like impacted me so much. And it's actually one of the things I credit most with helping me kind of know that I do want to pursue technology and I do want to study these Lego designs, but at the industrial level. So FIRST has had an immense impact on my life and the friendships I've made while doing these competitions. I'm still friends with these guys today. So it's amazing. That's awesome. Way to go, Adriano. Thank you. It's amazing. No, and I, I know I don't have the stats in front of me, but they're, you know, first has done a great job at, at, at showing this through data of, you know, those who go <laughs> through this program are, let's say, 80 to 90 percent more likely to go into STEM fields. And, uh, you know, Jaylene, you mentioned about it's not just the robot. And in fact, I know uh, Larry always, you know, shows that it's not just a robot video or there's a video and I think it's called <laughs> it's, it's not just and it's it's so good and it really talks about it's not just about what you you know the mechanical and the technical of building that robot it's everything around it right and you 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 see that um when you go to the tournament so i'm curious to see actually from the the three of you you know what is it that you miss right we've been two years now where we really haven't been able to engage locally with like our you know whether it's the off season or uh you know the regional so perhaps sherry lynn and jaylene what do you miss most Events. <laughs> yeah, that's obvious. Um, for me, honestly, getting um, like when you asked us to be a part of this and we were going over some of like the things we would talk about, I was getting really excited about it because this is what I do at events. I go um, part of my role as a I'm an ambassador for first and I bring around a lot of the um, executives, the sponsors, the partners and explain the program to them. And this is kind of what I do at events. So I get really excited about talking about first. 
and showing uh, sponsors and partners why it's so important. Um, so doing this was very exciting because this is a uh, brought me back to being at events, um, but definitely seeing all of the people, like Adriana said, like you make friendships in first and when you volunteer, you get to see those people. And for our family, these last, or sorry, this month, March and April, we usually see each other every other weekend, every weekend um, at events volunteering. And like I said, we're from all over the country. So being able to be brought together um, with not only our family for these events, but also with other friends that we only get to see once a year um, it's been definitely been difficult uh, not being able to do that, but through these virtual events, we've been able to do more than we thought we would. Um, so that's been really nice. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's the events definitely and the teams. Um, I've been running some teams and mentoring and coaching um, Lego teams. And one of the teams actually moving on to provincial champs is one of my Lego teams that I've been coaching and not being able to see those kids and be in the same room with them and work with them. And it, and these are like, 10, 11, 12 year olds. So um, working on the screen, trying to create a project and stuff is, is just not the same. Um, and you know, the events, especially being able to be there with all the volunteers. Um, and I, I, I run the volunteer, volunteer, I'm the volunteer coordinator, I should say. And um, being able to connect with all those volunteers, is, you know, you, you don't get to the same thing when you're not in the room with them, getting a chance to chat with them. Um, I did have a little bit of an advantage with a few volunteers, a couple of our alumni that I got to uh, referee this year for the Lego event um, because we were sitting talking to teams and they were doing the referee um, talks with each of those teams. I got a chance to talk to a couple of the alumni I haven't had that chance to do. So that was kind of interesting to be able to hear what they were up to and what they're working on and, and where their lives have led them. Um, so that was an opportunity, but yeah, Ben events and the kids and just that energy. From yes. The it's a, as they say, it's, it's like part NASCAR, part Super Bowl. Um, it's, you yeah. know, the irony of the timing of this podcast, because I'm sure I'm not the only one getting Facebook memories of past tournaments and regionals. And it's like, you know, tears and tears and tears. Um, Adriana, what do you miss most with first? For first, um, I think um, Jaylee and Sherilyn touched on it a lot. I miss the connections that I made. Um, I miss being able to spend two, three, four months working on a robot and collaborating with all my classmates and really having that come together. And I miss going in on competition day and just that feeling of excitement, that competition, the leaderboard that we saw. It was so fascinating to see all of that work come together and really our robot just perform on the table. It was amazing. And yeah, I think I really do miss... Um, the competitions, not only for, um, you know, winning or even composing the robot, but really for the friendships that were made and for all of the mentors I was able to be influenced by. I've never missed yeah, wearing safety sure. goggles and doing the YMCA with a bunch of adults. That's one of my <laughs> things. For those listening, if you ever, you again, it should be a bucket list item to come to the Windsor-Essex uh, Great Lakes Regional. You will see some of our literally leading technology innovations executive leaders all come together as judges as volunteers and it's it's literally there is no shyness at these tournaments and you're like no. like sherry lynn and jaylene are laughing because i see these people who are ceos of organizations locally and we are like doing you know from ymca to all everyone it's just it's such a again it's hard you can't you have to experience it right i think that's some like you yeah, can't yeah. 
you'll never fully understand what it's about until you're there. So I'm going to pass it over to uh, now to uh, to Adriana ask another question. Yeah. So um, I think uh, competitions are extremely important because not only do they allow you to take all that work from the robot and display that to judges and stuff like that, but there's also so many core values that are taught at these competitions. And so Jaylene, if I understand correctly, you participated in a lot of competitions yourself before taking on this mentor role, correct? Yes, yeah. We've been involved since 2006, but I've been, uh, I was a member from 2012 to 2015. Yeah, okay. So taking that into consideration, I mean, these competitions for me were like so important. So I just wanted to ask you, how has participating in these competitions helped shape you as a person? And has it given you any benefits for possible future ambitions or opportunities? Yeah, for sure. Um, I can't even explain in words the difference that first made in my life because from just a family connection standpoint alone, like most families, like I find that like the mom and the daughter have some connection and the son and the father, but there's not always something that connects all of you so strongly. And when we're at family events <laughs> and there's other people like significant others, we have, they have to tell us to stop talking about first <laughs> because we'll go on and on and on. Um, but in terms of just as a, in a personal perspective, I was, like I mentioned, like I used to be very, very quiet. And if you ask anyone that knew me before I was on a first team, that's who I was. I didn't have too many friends in elementary school. I had good friends, but I didn't, wasn't the social butterfly that I am now. Now I love to talk to everybody. If you want to talk about first, I can talk your ear off for days. Um, but I, I got pushed into, or um, maybe not pushed into, but uh, offered a leadership role in my grade 10 year as a public relations leader. And um, I, I felt like I always wanted to be le leader and I was given opportunities through other organizations that I was a part of like Girl Guides, but it was a different kind of leadership here because I was leading a small sub team um, to actually apply for awards. And in my grade nine and 10 year, we were able to win the entrepreneurship award. So we had to write a business plan and a 14 year old being able to write a business plan and win an award for it. Amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> and it, it was very exciting to be able to say that that's what I did. And it really pushed my self-confidence um, up and I was able to um, become an even stronger leader. And we won different awards later as a, as a team. Um, we did, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we did a tour where we went to different high schools and I was the leader of that section. So I had to do a presentation in front of a thousand students that were my age. And as a introverted uh, 15 year old, that's very scary. Um, but I learned how to talk about first and um, really engage the audience in a unique way. And once you bring the robot out, they're all excited anyway. So um, I really had some different and unique opportunities with being a part of my team that I never would have been able been given um, in another situation. Another uh, thing is chairman's presentations are very unique because you're giving a, uh, giving a business presentation. And a lot of time in school, you're told to give a presentation in front of your peers, which can be extremely, like a lot of students get very, very bad anxiety about that. And this was different because it was something I was talking about that I did that I really, really felt passionate about instead of talking about a book that I had read that I had to do a presentation. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and that, that transitioned into my career where now I give presentations and trainings on things that I'm working on and sustainability and an R&D that I'm involved in. And I find that doing those chairman's presentations and different presentations with different media 
um, really pushed me into the role I'm in now with my job, and I'm enjoying it so much. And um, another thing that Adriano mentioned is friendships. You don't gain friendships like you do at first because you spend every night after school with <laughs> friends. And um, like most of my best friends are uh, first alumni with me. And as we become volunteers, we get to spend even more time. We get excuses to spend time together. Um, and the community is like no other community you would like um, have in any other organization that you'd be a part of. Like I've never experienced it. I've been a part of tons and tons of organizations and there's always a community aspect, but it's so unique with first. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with that. And even kind of remembering back um, before COVID times, I think what I really, really liked is the fact that, you know, that every other student on your team, they weren't forced to be there. They all love it and they share the same like mindedness as you. And that transitions into leadership roles oftentimes. Like you mentioned now, you are a mentor to a lot of students. Same with you, Sherry Lynn. And I wanted to direct this next question at you because I think a lot of times we focus on the immense benefits that FIRST has for students, but I also think that it benefits mentors a lot and gives them some guidance in their life and helps them become like kind of express their skills, become better people overall. So do you feel like uh, mentoring for FIRST being a coach to so many bright students that that has helped you become a better leader in society and kind of grow overall. It definitely has helped me grow overall. Um, when I first got in, I mean, I, back when my kids were in grade school, I got um, asked to be part of the, um, the parent council. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And then the next thing I knew they were asking me to be um, chair of the, council and I kind of looked at him and said me like why would I want to be chair <laughs> and they said because you have the right values and the right ideas and you have a great way of steering things and I thought I never would have thought of that of myself and I was just getting involved in first around the same time actually and um, being able to make the connections with the other mentors and um, community um, community leaders out there, you know, co corporations and getting a chance to communicate with people I would have never thought would have been someone I would have ever even spoken to or for them to know me by name. It was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, like, <laughs> and being able to support the youth. Um, that's something I really, really enjoy um, that has helped me grow watching each one of these kids um, change and grow and become a new person has helped me as well. Um, expand my horizons more or less because I would have never thought I would be running events and um, <laughs> you know taking on all these different roles um, the people that I've been able to meet like we said friends and um, other mentors I've gotten to work with that is so broad now across Canada I, I fly to BC every March and I run, help run the event out there and I've gotten to know so many people I've mentored teams out there on the spot and helped them win awards <laughs> by, by steering the kids through their presentations and stuff like that. Um, and it's helped me, it has helped me open or has it helped. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, it's opened many doors for me. Um, yeah. um, and even growing, like even the family, like it's really like Jalen said, it's really connected our family as well, as well as many people in the community. Like I just love going out and working with different parts of the community, different, um, teachers and programs and being able just to be a part of that. Um, it has definitely created a new me. That's <laughs> awesome. That's the way you want to yeah, no. her reference, yeah, she continue. gets recognized in the community as the first lady and her license plate is Mama Bot. 
So oh, I that's amazing. <laughs> and and as you, you deserve all the recognition, Shirley, uh, again, having been part of the Windsor Essex first uh, committee, um, you put in so much work and I see you when you're, you know, just you even just getting the updates about, you know, FLL and FRC. And again, I know you're the glue that keeps a lot of these teams going and it takes a lot of work, right? We don't, you know, I think of the educators involved and the mentors involved. This isn't like a one-off, right? There's in the case of first, you know, prior to anything, some recent changes, it, you know, there were six weeks of intense building um, and it didn't just stop from there, you know, just because you bagged the robot, there still was a lot of planning. So I wanted just to briefly make comment because I, I know we're coming close to time here, but uh, you know, when we think about mentors and Adriano talked about the importance of, uh, of the mentorship side and the value there, one thing I like to just make a comment about is Windsor's at this tipping point. We are looking to diversify our economy. And when you, you know, there was this Windsor Works report that was presented to council and talent was one of the four key pillars. And I keep going back to this program is exactly what Windsor, Essex, Chatham, Kent, and, and truly Canada needs, right? It's literally building the future scientists for future engineers, future entrepreneurs. And so I'm not, and I know what's really nice too about Windsor Essex First is industry's at the table. When I, when you, when you go to, when you look at, you know, if you visit windsoressexfirst.org, I believe, you'll see Centerline. And not only are they, you know, providing hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of, of, of in-kind value, they're putting cash on the table, they're, they're allowing their their staff members to participate and be mentors um, at the cost of centerline, you know, brave controls is involved. You can't go out without saying, you know, university and college, why do they want to invest in this, right? These are their future students. These are again, this future of our economy. So Sherry and, um, and Jaylene, like, you know, really how important is this program for our future economy? Yeah. So I'll uh, start with this. And, and one of the things that I always say when I, um, tour around uh, as an ambassador at these events is, as you mentioned, invest. It's not a sponsorship. You're investing in these students. And although sponsoring a soccer team or a local baseball team or whatever is great because those kids are working on teamwork, they are um, being active, that's all great. But they're not going to come play baseball for your local um, robotics company. These students, you're teaching them so many skills and you're investing in your future as well as theirs as, a, as an employee. And then that's what's so great is like, once a, once a company sees the value in that, they're hooked. They're like, oh, we want to put the money into these students, this organization, <clears throat> excuse me, this organization. And you brought up Centerline, a good example in our house, because that's where my dad works. Um, but they're one of the platinum provincial sponsors for First Canada. They sponsor teens. Um, you mentioned a whole bunch of the other things, but... They invest heavily in the program, but they're also rewarded heavily in the program with so many staff that are alumni, that are mentors, that are dedicated. And there's lots of other organizations in the area that are starting to see the value in that. And um, even like just if you name, so if you look at first um, inspires some of those um, sponsors, the big three, GM and, and Chrysler and uh, Ford, they are all huge sponsors of this organization because they see that these students aren't just learning how to kick a soccer ball. They're learning how to design your next robot. It's their pipeline, right? It's, it's, the exactly. pipe, it's the pipe. And we've seen that. You mentioned, Jaylene, about, you know, now with Windsor Essex first being around now for a number of years, you're starting to see 
not only alumni go to local institutions to take STEM, mm -hmm. now they're being hired by this the ones, you know, sponsors. Uh, and I think that yeah. is the most beautiful part about it's this full circle. And then they mentor and it's just it's it's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted and to. For, yeah. Continue. Go ahead. I was just going to say for students, a lot of the big struggle when they finish university or college is they don't know where to apply. Well, if your name is plastered all over an organization that they participated in and they really enjoyed and that you support, they're going to apply for your company because they know your name. And that how many sponsors, sponsor, I, I, I should say sponsors, scholarships that are available through FIRST, like, again, even locally, our, our institutions, of dollars. It's, it's unbelievable. So I hope, I, 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 Jaylene, have you benefited from some of those scholarships? Unfortunately, I've not. Um, if I would have, the University of Windsor and St. Clair College are much, much more generous than the University of Waterloo. Um, but mm -hmm. if you're in the area and you're an alum, check those yes. scholarships out because they're amazing in those organizations that are the post-secondary uh, education. We're, we're trying to, uh, to get our claws in Tejerano so he stays local. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, I really feel like our whole conversation has um, indicated that FIRST really does go above and beyond. And they work not only to provide students with technical skills, but also communication, networking, um, gracious professionalism. So, and I think so much so that when, like you mentioned, when employers see that you have FIRST on your resume, it is automatically put to the top of the stack in most cases because they see yeah. that this organization is going above and beyond. So, you guys have been involved with this organization for many, many years now. I just wanted to ask you um, one final question here. What, in your opinion, separates FIRST Robotics from other organizations and events that help engage students in STEM? And how do they go beyond the boundaries and push students to their full potential? <laughs> so I think a part of that would be, um, I'll, I can start this off with, is the core values that are taught through FIRST. Um, it's not, again, it's not just about the robot, as um, we've said before. Um, the, uh, there's a phrase, too, also, that the robot is actually building us and building our skills, um, not necessarily that we're just building it. Um, but the core values of discover, innovation, impact, inclusion, and fun. Um, and we try to steer all teams um, to think of those. And uh, Adriano, you mentioned gracious professionalism. That's a huge, huge part of FIRST and um, how it's it's helping us be a part of a program. Um, the, uh, can I just quickly explain that? Gracious yes. Professionalism. Sure. So Gracious Professionalism, for those that don't know, um, was developed by um, Woody Flowers, who unfortunately passed a couple years ago, but he was actually at the Windsor, the last Windsor oh my God, event I, in person. I just got like sad, instant sad. We, but how lucky were we to have uh, one of Woody's last, uh, last first Very adventures? Yeah, and you kept it a secret. <laughs> that was the worst. It was like, surprise, but, um, Woody's here. <laughs> he's one of the founders of FIRST along with Dean Kamen, and he um, came up with this idea of gracious professionalism. And essentially, in, in a few words, it means that we're competing on the field, but off the field, we're working towards one goal, and that's yeah. creating or building people and, and really developing those skills. Um, and there's some amazing stories of gracious professionalism um, uh, that are in Canada, in Windsor, especially uh, some teams, there's an award for it, um, but it's very, very recognized in FIRST. And that's one of, I think, one of the strongest things that separates 
first from other organizations is that it's not just about the competition. It's not battle bots. We're not trying to kill each other. <laughs> We're trying to build each other up and compete in a gracious way uh, while um, growing. And cooperation goes with that as well. Um, and one of the other cool things is you get to do something different every year. The game changes every year. It's kind of like a live video game, but you get a new one every year and you have to come up with a completely different robot. So you're challenged with critical thinking every year and it's not the same old, same old. Um, you get to build on those skills and learn what maybe didn't work last year. Maybe you need a different drivetrain for the different game and uh, different things like that. Um, and one of the cool things is um, a lot of engineers, when you go to school, they're very, very good critical thinkers and can come up with these yep. creative ideas and innovative ideas. So a lot of them don't know how to explain what their thought process is. And in first, part of it is there's a judge, um, judges that come around at competitions, and you are required for certain awards to explain your design, to explain the, um, the electronics and the robot, to explain your program. And that gives you skills that you uh, need as an engineer, as a professional in the science and STEM uh, field to be able to explain your thought process on when you're in a career. And that's something that you'll take with you from high school and through university, and you'll likely get the jobs uh, when you finish because you can you have that skill already in your back pocket, ready 100%. to go. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, just going back real quick to those core values, um, I remember the first time I saw those was in grade six when I started, and I still have them on my desk pinned to like my cork board because so many awesome. of those core values are the way that I think really not even people involved in STEM, but just in general should should be living and conducting themselves because they really sum up what it means to be an active participant in society and to benefit the overall greater good. I mean, gracious professionalism, I remember reading that in grade six and thinking, what does that mean? And over the past five years, I've really had an opportunity to explore that. And I think those core values are really, in a sense, how FIRST goes above and beyond because they take the time to teach skills that other programs normally would kind of drift away from, but FIRST makes it a priority. Mm -hmm. And those skills are skills that you're going to use in your life um, at one time or another, along with the core values that definitely mold you. Yes. For sure. mm -hmm. So Absolutely. Sherry Lynn, just uh, we're, uh, I guess one of the, maybe the one of the last questions we'll ask is, you know, we could talk about first for, I, I think we could talk about it for months, I think if we wanted to, <laughs> but there's so much to learn. There's, there's so much going on, even, even in a pandemic, where can mm -hmm. people go who are listening to a, if they want to not sponsor, they want to invest in first, uh, Windsor Essex yeah. first <laughs> or get involved. Right. I know it, it takes mentors, volunteers, investors, uh, teams, educators, parents. So uh, where can people learn more? Well, we're always looking for um, all of those. We're always looking for investors. We're looking for volunteers to make these programs happen. As, and that means to volunteer at events or be mentors or coaches to kids. Um, some kind of skills that they can pass on to these kids. Um, we, you can reach us, reach us at uh, windsoressexfirst.org, which is our website. Um, you can, and if you reach out to there, you'll get um, in contact with me and I can steer you in the direction that you want to go. Um, I also have a personal first email, but that's okay. If you go to the website, there's a contact us and it's probably the easiest way to find us. Um, and we'll connect you and, and get you moving into the first program. We'd love to have 
um, more and more people get involved and see more and more students have this opportunity to, um, to grow themselves. And the mentors and coaches and the volunteers you'll find will grow as well. They, they get inspired by the kids. I know I do. The kids inspire me each and every day. And I've been asked that question many times. Why do you spend so much time on this program? And I always say because it's seeing what the kids can do and uh, how they grow um, and they help inspire me um, and the excitement. It's, you can't beat it. I couldn't agree more. Well, Sherilyn and, and Jaylene, thank you so much for, for joining us today. And yeah. uh, again, thank you for everything that you both do, your family does, and, and really to everyone who's part of Windsor-Essex First. And we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of people that make this happen. Um, and to yeah. uh, to my co-pilot today, great job. First podcast. He was thank a natural. <laughs> Very great job. Any other closing comments? Oh, I just wanted to say, yeah, thank you both for coming on today and really being so insightful and really portraying how positive of an impact FIRST has on both students and mentors. It was so amazing. And it's good to hear your story too, Adriano, and how it's inspired you because that is, like I told you in our conversation before, that's really inspiring to me to know that it's really impacted you. I love it. Thank he, you. Uh, Adriano is, it's his, ironically, his last day today at WeTech finishing up his internship, <laughs> but there isn't, I can't, uh, in fact, I got a bunch of messages from the team today just going, this, 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 he's in grade 11. Again, just <laughs> how involved he is, how proactive he is, and you know, having telling your story about being part of first since you were in grade six and the fact that you are who you are, you're proactive, you're a wonderful speaker. And like, I think it just goes back to everything, Jaylene, you said that you you gained through first and I can already see it being gained through Adriano. So, um, so that concludes another episode of Tech in the City. A special thank you to my co-host Adriano Filoni and our producer, Joe. Uh, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean. Until next time, stay healthy, wash your hands, and keep on building those robots. Thank you.